A beautiful day in sunny Long Island. Really is a beautiful day. I guess every day is a beautiful day. May not be weather-wise, but perhaps otherwise. So we are in the middle of a self-help course. Not that I'm the self-help guru, but rather just tidbits of information one can glean from the Torah about how to help oneself, what's the correct attitude, and uh, hello Eileen. Not everything necessarily is answerable, but, um, but how to navigate. I think that that we get from, from Jewish wisdom. So we know, we know that there are some people that are owls, night owls, and there are some people that are they, they, normal people, right? There's some people that they, they, um, they get up at the crack of dawn, or they're five o'clock a.m., as I do, and, um, and then by, by, by 10, they're, they're asleep. Then you have others who, when 10 p.m. happens, then, then, and only then, do they wake up, and they're, animated and they're active and by the way I used to be that way and and I had to force my my uh, my rhythm to to completely change itself now which way is normal so you would say which way is normal what most people do is is um, you follow the day right you get up in the morning you get up at, at, at you know five six seven whatever and you go to bed at night Night is, is, is made for sleeping, and that would be considered the, the proper way. Because you go to bed at night, it's the end of the day, you get up in the morning, beginning of the day, and you run with it. Abnormal is that you're up the whole night. You're supposed to be sleeping at night, right? There's, there's no sun, and um, you know your body's temperament is, is the, 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 the um, inner workings is designed at night. To, to be asleep. And it doesn't matter if you're Australia, you're asleep nighttime there, and United States nighttime here. That is essentially the, the reason for jet lag is because your body's out of rhythm. So the normal thing is to get up in the morning, start the day. The day begins when you wake up in the morning. But that's not how the Torah made it. If you look at Genesis chapter one, creation, it starts off that God created the world, the beginning, right? God created the world, and there was a void, etc. And God separated light and darkness. And it was evening, and it was day, the first day. So what came first here? Evening. Evening came first. And you have to ask yourself why. It seems unnatural that the evening comes first when it should be the day is first. Why would you put evening first? And because you put evening first, it gets people confused. When does Shabbat begin? Not Saturday. No, Friday night. When does Yom Kippur begin? The night before. Um, et cetera, et cetera. Get up in the morning. It should be Yom Kippur. Why the night before? What, what is this beginning at night business? It doesn't seem like a, a, a good way to be. And, and the way we do it now makes sense, right? You have, you have nighttime 
until midnight, and that ends the day, and midnight and on begins the new day. That kind of makes sense. Our way doesn't make sense. And um, talking about early to rise, there's this joke about a husband and wife who had a very bad argument. And um, they didn't reconcile before they went to sleep, and therefore they went to bed angry. The husband had a flight early the next morning, and he he um, he, he does tend to, he has a tendency to sleep in, so he needed to be get up at four o'clock to catch his seven o'clock flight. And the wife is an early bird, so he wasn't talking to her, and he writes her a note: "Can you please wake me up at four o'clock a.m." Anyway, he gets up in the morning, he sees it's 8.30. And he's about to yell and scream that he missed his flight when he sees the notes. Honey, wake up. It's 4 a.m. So that's what you get for not talking. So, um, back, to, back to context. Why on earth would our day start at night? Even, even saying it doesn't make sense. Why would our day start at night? So... I, I've uh, I've heard a couple of reasons, and they're both they're both pretty remarkable, and they have it's such an insight that I am um, I'm eager I'm eager to share with you, and I hope by the way you will share with others. Um, the goal of the Chai Academy is to is become a to get into people's households where people can study with where normally they wouldn't study. That's the goal of the Chai Academy. That's why we're continuing this. So one, one thought that I saw is to teach us a fundamental lesson. We get up in the morning, we have our coffee, we have our breakfast, um, and, and then we, we go to work. We work all day, we wear and tear and tear at work. This phone call, this meeting, this aggravation, this nonsense, and then after work has concluded, five, six o'clock, we come home and we put our feet up on the couch. We take out our cell phone and Instagram and Facebook for a couple of hours. Right? We eat a little bit, kiss the kids, say hello to the spouse who may or may not have had a hard day, equally hard day. And that's it. Then you go to bed and you wake up the next day to continue the rat race of living. What we're taught by the fact that God says that night is the beginning of the day is this is a lesson for us. We come home from work, our day begins. Our spouse, on our family. Why do you work? To make money. Why do you make money? So that you can provide. For whom? For your family. For you to come home from work and not have time, patience with your family flies in the face of logic. Completely. So the Torah is telling us, you know when the day begins? It begins at night. You have to give time for your spouse. You have to give time for your kids. You have to designate, just like as a client would come and you would make it a, a client would make an appointment with you that they have, you know, an hour and a half of your time 
and you eagerly meet with a client, try to sell them marketing, advertising, seltzer, um, cell phones, etc. So too, so to view your family as, as, as the most important clients. Because after all, they are. And this is whom you're working for. So um, when you get home, put the cell phone away. Right? Shut the ringer off and, and, and spend time. Need help with homework? You're exhausted? Of course. But they need help. And they are your charge. Um, your spouse needs some time. Your spouse needs to vent, whatever the case is. So your night begins, your day begins at night. That's, that's the first thought, and I think it's a brilliant thought. And um, how many of us miss that? You know, I, I, I heard a story years ago. And by the way, I, I do not necessarily practice what I preach. I try, but definitely in my younger years, and I was uh, so full of angst and nonsense and that I, I uh, you know, didn't necessarily practice what I preach or I didn't come home till late, etc. Um, mistake, clearly. I once heard a story about a, a Chabad rabbi. Most Chabads start in their house, much to the chagrin of the local government. Um, the Chai Center started in the house we rented, and uh, and therefore there's no boundaries, right? You work in the house, and these days of post-COVID, I think that happens a lot also. You work in the house, you live in the house. You go into your office, which could be one of your bedrooms, and, um, and then you come out and go back in, and it's very difficult to navigate. So I once heard a story about a Chabad Rebetzin, a woman, a wife. She, um, she told the husband that an important, an important um, balabasa, an important constituent, had made an appointment to meet with the rabbi at one o'clock. So the rabbi cleans his desk, cleans his office, and uh, you know he he, he um, gets out of his PJs and he's at the office. And at one o'clock, there's a knock at the door. He opens it, and lo and behold, it's his wife. This is the only way she could get his attention by saying that she's a constituent, uh, a possible donor, or or somebody who needs help. The only way she can get his attention. How sad, but it's true. You have to, you have to definitely give time, ample time for your family. Come home tired, drink a cup of coffee. Drink, drink a, uh, um, a Red Bull. Um, never had it, but you get the drift. The second the second thing that I've heard, and it's based it's based on a piece of Talmud, and it's brilliant. So the story is the story took place I think like um, for the year the year four hundred in the in the common era, right? The year four hundred, and um, the the, the Reb Zera was a great rabbi. And he had a chance to meet with the greatest rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda 
HaKadosh, he was called, the Holy Rebbe Yehuda. There's very few and far between of somebody his, of, of his stature. And Rebbe Zeira met with Rebbe Yehuda. And Rebbe Yehuda said, Rebbe Zeira, ask me any question you want. Ask any question you want. Now, if it were you, if you had a chance to speak to this brilliant, spiritual, inspirational figure, think to yourself, what question would you ask? What? Right? Right? Why do righteous people suffer? I don't know, it would be a, it would be a very philosophical, important, right? Why did the good die young? I, I'm not sure what you would ask. I know what I would ask, those type of questions, right? What did he ask? So the Talmud says, remember, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. He says, Rabbi Huda, why is it that when, when, when you look at sheep and goats, the goats are always ahead of the sheep, always ahead of the pack. The goats seem to be leading the sheep. I guess that's why you call it sheep, right? Followers, right? When somebody is a follower, they call them sheep and sheeple, and you've heard of all these you know, negative thoughts. But that's what he asked. Why did the goats lead the sheep? Why are they in front of the sheep? Now, I ask you, that's an insane question. This is what you ask? But let's look at his answer. His answer, Rabbi Huda's answer is, he says, because goats follow the natural order of creation, which means, they, the commentaries explain, that sheep are white for the most part. You have a black sheep, of course, but goats are always darker color. So just like dark night precedes day, as we just discussed, so too the goats are ahead of the sheep. I ask you, is this normal? Is this normal? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Is it normal? What an odd question, what an odd answer. First of all, Rebzeira, if you want to ask that question, speak to a shepherd, right? A zoologist, right? Go to the Bronx Zoo and, and ask away. You're asking the greatest spiritual scholar of his day, author of the Mishnah, codify of the Mishnah, I should say. It be Hood of the Holy. You talk to him about goats and sheep and, and my goodness. And not only did Rebbe say, why are you asking me this? This is like nonsense. Rebbe Huda says, gave him an answer. So he is a zoologist. Um, it's an odd answer. It's an odd question. It's an odd answer. And, and, and it just doesn't make sense. Comes along the commentary. And says as follows. Rebzeira's question was and it was a metaphor what he was asking is why does there have to be darkness before light does it mean darkness literally he means why does there have to be suffering before there's respite why do I have to dig 
deep in order to get some happiness. Why do things have to be so difficult before I get a solution to my problem? That was the question. That's a question. That's a normal question. What was Ruby Huda's answer? Because that's the natural order of things. Darkness precedes light. That is the way God created the world. That is the way created it literally. Nighttime becomes before daytime. In addition, darkness comes before light. Suffering comes before light. Ultimately, why bad stuff happens, we don't know. Not God, can't tell you. But it's godly. That's what Rabbi Yehuda was trying to say. Right? That essentially, that if you want to get to the, your best self, you're going to have to dig deep, and it's going to have to be difficult. It's not always going to be easy. We know that, that, that Judaism views any crisis. Don't waste a crisis. A crisis is an opportunity. A challenge is an opportunity. It's our job to transform darkness into light. That's why we were created. We are a, 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 a light factory. We're given material and we have to transform it into light. That, that's what we need to do. So you have pain. It's a jump start for something. You're not well, become well. Doctor tells you, hey, you gotta get well, you gotta lose weight, you gotta live, right? And, and, you, and you make a turnaround, you change. And we know this, we know that, that sometimes uh, I'm speaking to, to the married folk, but you know sometimes the greatest love of a husband and wife happen after an argument. The, the kiss and make up is very powerful. So darkness first and then light. You don't want to remain in the darkness and it's not going to be all rosy. It's not going to be all light all the time. Metaphorically, physically, practically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. Just not. But your job is to turn it around. To take darkness and, and remain in a funk is not why you exist. Right? Think of childbirth. I can't really speak to it. I've had kidney I have delivered five kidney stones. Um, I, I, I can't really speak to it, but check, take childbirth. Right? There, there's, there's this terrible, terrible procedure of, 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 but light ultimately is the goal. You have something wrong, you have an operation, it's terrible to create light, 
somebody has is can't walk properly and they have water whatever they do a shunt now you can walk so don't know why initially these things happen but i do know that, and this is what rabbi huda was answering is that our job is is to is to take darkness and turn it into light and not to be sheeple but to lead you know is a fascinating fascinating talmud and it's it's the talmud you know there's like 60 60 topics 60 books of the talmud one of them is called psachim which is on passover it begins on the night of the 14th you have to check your house to see where the chametz is, where there's leaven. You have to start making, uh, you know, you have to start uh, checking, okay, did I clean this room? Did I clean this room? Is this chametz free? Is that chametz free? Did I make sure that there's no bread in this room, etc., no grain in that room? Is it locked away for Passover, etc., etc.? But look at the term it uses, oir. You know what oir is? Oir means light. So it says the light of the 14th. It doesn't make sense. It should say leo the night of the 14th, which is when we do it. After dark, with a candle, we look around each room methodically. The Talmud spends literally two to three pages trying to prove that oyer means night in this context and not light. Why didn't it just say Lila? Why didn't it just say night? And the answer is, is because that's your job to transform night into light. That's your job. Yes, it's nighttime, but make it light. Make it light. Take, take, take the pain, your own pain, someone else's pain, and, and help them. You know, some of the... Some, I know many people work like this, that, that you're under stress, you perform. That's turning darkness into light. Right? You, you, last minute stress, you cram, right? Or last minute, you know, yeah, oh my goodness, I have to make payroll, da, 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 da. And, and, and then you, you start working hard. That's turning darkness into light. So sometimes you have to dig deep. Sometimes you have to go deep. And, and the way the Kabbalah explains it and the Hasidic philosophy explain it, is that it's like a, a, a diving board, a springboard, that in order to go up, closer to the light, you have to go down first. Think of a diving board, it bends down and sends you up. It's a descent in order to have an ascent. It's just gotta, you gotta go down sometimes that's what it takes. You go down, you're challenged, and, and um, you're challenged, and then you come out of the challenge a better, a better person. So why did God create night before day? Because that's our mission. That's our mission statement. Darkness will come before light, but light will come. You just got to help usher it move it along if you have any questions comments you can please comment here so others can see or rabbi at the please feel free to share hope you enjoyed
um, and please feel free to share because I don't want it just to be um, the small crowd we have here. I'd like to spread the wealth and the wisdom. God bless. Be well. Feedback is appreciated.